0: Jubilee Church Stoke site, that's an exciting sentence to be able to say at last, it's been a while. Um, so like uh, Paul said, my name is Rosie and it is so great to be standing here speaking to you at the launch of our new site. Um, the first preaching series that we're going to do as two sites of Jubilee Church <laughs> is going to be all about community. As we uh, explore the um, who it is, who we are, sorry, and what it is that we want to do. Now, in many ways, this isn't going to be brand new information because we are still Jubilee Church, Coventry, and as such, we still have the same values. But we do have an opportunity to explore how we want to work out those values here in our local community in Stoke and to think about what is it that we want to prioritise in our community. If you've been around at Jubilee Church for a while, you'll know that one passage that's central to who we are and what we do is Isaiah 61. Because this was spoken over us prophetically when the church first began many moons ago. And so this morning, as we begin, we're going to look again at Isaiah 61. And also at another passage from Isaiah in chapter 58 to help us to answer these questions. Who are we and what is it that we want to do. Now, seeing as we're a smaller bunch of friends here all together this morning, I thought that rather than just me talking the whole time, uh, I might go ask for some volunteers to come and help me, uh, to read out some of the passages so you're not just listening to me. So I wonder if anybody fancies a little bit of face mask free time to come and read out Isaiah 61 for us. (laughs) Don't all shout at once. Yes, Julie. Woo. So in a minute, do you want to come up and get ready? Uh, I've got it here for you. But before Julie does that, you just stand there, ready. Oh, I got one on the floor. Okay. Thank you. But before that, let me tell you a story. I hope you're sitting comfortably. Once upon a time, there were two kingdoms: the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. Now, every person in the world lived in one of these two kingdoms, but the people living in the kingdom of darkness didn't know that they were walking around blindly in the dark. These people tried many ways to make themselves happy. They tried money. They tried accumulating more and more stuff, eating delicious food, searching for romance. They came up with many creative ways to make their lives easier and more comfortable. They even tried looking for happiness from within themselves. Sometimes these things were good and they were happy for a while. But then something would happen that would shake them. And they'd realise that their world wasn't quite as stable as they'd first thought. And they weren't quite as satisfied as they had believed. There was a longing inside of them. And so they would continue their quest. The people living in the kingdom of light, however, had had their eyes opened. They saw that they could only find happiness from the great light, the one who ruled over their kingdom. This discovery was so great and affected everything that they longed to show the people who were walking in darkness, what true happiness and freedom looked like. And so they set out to join their king on his great mission, to open blind eyes and to set those walking in darkness free, to bring the whole world back into the kingdom of light. Let's hear Isaiah 61. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendour. They will rebuild the ancient ruins and restore the places long devastated. They will renew the ruined cities that have been devastated for generations. Thanks, Julie. So when Jesus first began his teaching here on earth, he read from this passage. He stood up in the temple and he opened the scroll and he read these words. And then he declared this, today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. Hundreds of years before that day, Isaiah had written those prophetic words we just heard, which one day he knew the Messiah would come and would speak and that that would launch his new kingdom. And now, thousands of years later, as followers of Jesus, we live in that kingdom. This is our story. We have been brought out of the kingdom of darkness into his kingdom of light. Let's take a look at Isaiah 61 and see what being in this kingdom means for us. Jesus promises us good news for the poor. Comfort for the brokenhearted, freedom from captivity, a new era of blessing. He promises joy, beauty, praise, righteousness, and restoration. This is our reality. As we begin this new thing here in Stoke, I encourage you to ask yourself this question Am I enjoying the benefits of this new kingdom? Several weeks ago, uh, a man called Andrew Davies came from Wales to speak to Jubilee Church and he prophesied that we would be a people characterised by love, joy and celebration. Because this is our reality. No matter what is going on around us, we live in a new kingdom. We have received this good news. Our broken hearts have been comforted. We have been set free from the captivity of sin and death. We now live in God's favour. We know true joy and beauty and praise and we're able to live righteously by the power of Christ in us. This is the gospel. This is good news. We are free. Before we can even think about what it is that we want to do here in Stoke, We need to make sure that we know who we are and that we are full of the joy of our salvation, that we uh, believe in what we're selling, as it were. (laughs) Of course, these blessings are not something that we merely know in our minds. It's something that we experience. This kingdom-launching passage which Jesus read began with the words, The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me. We can't muster up joy and celebration or freedom. It comes from the one who declared it that day in the temple, from the one who purchased it for us by his death and resurrection, by his spirit renewing our minds and filling our hearts with the truth of all of these kingdom promises. So after I finish speaking this morning, like Paul said, we're going to have an opportunity to come once again and be filled with the spirit of the sovereign Lord, To have our minds renewed and our hearts warmed up once again. (coughs) Who are we? We're a spirit filled people living in Jesus' kingdom of light. What then do we do about it? What do we want to do here in Stoke? Well, in short, we want to invite people to join us in this new kingdom. We want all the benefits of Isaiah 61 for those around us, for those who are in captivity, who are broken hearted. We want to repair the ruined city. We're going to take a look at another chapter from Isaiah to uh, expand on this. Um, if you've got a Bible, you can just flick back a few pages, because this is Isaiah 58, verses 6 to 12. And you'll see as we read it, there's some similar language to Isaiah 61. And I think this can really help us to delve further into what it is that we want to do. I wonder if I've got another brave volunteer that will come and read Isaiah 58 out for us. Yes, thank you, There you go, you can use my mic.
1: Isaiah 58, verses 6 to 12. Is not this the fast I have chosen, to loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the straps of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free, and to break every yoke? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry, and to bring the homeless poor into your house, when you see the naked, to cover him, and not hide yourself from your own flesh, Then shall your light break forth like the dawn, and your healing shall spring up speedily. Your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Then shall you call, and the Lord will answer. You shall cry, and he will say, Here I am. If you take away the yoke from your midst, the pointing of your finger... And speaking of wickedness, if you pour yourself out for the hungry and satisfy the desire of the afflicted, then shall your light rise in the darkness and your gloom be as the noonday. And the Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your desire in scorched places and make your bones strong. You shall be like water garden, like a spring of water, whose waters do not fail, and your ancient ruins shall be rebuilt. You shall rise up the foundations of many generations. You shall be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of streets to dwell in.
0: Thanks, Ian. So here in this passage, we see Isaiah is challenging the people of Israel who've been going through the motions, but with the wrong motives. Now, I don't know if you remember, but last year uh, during the lockdown, Chris Atkinson, who many of you will know, shared a prophetic word with us. She said that the pandemic had forced us to put everything down and that we had an opportunity to choose what it is that we want to pick back up. As we start this new site here in Stoke, I am excited to be in that place. What is it that we need to pick up? Where have I been going through the motions? What is my motive and my heart for us as a people? I think Isaiah 58 can help us to answer some of those questions. Let's have a look at some of the things that God is looking for and some of the things that he promises. In verse 6, we are encouraged to free the oppressed. Who are the oppressed in our society? Well, I would suggest that that is anybody who doesn't know Jesus. Anyone who's not living in the kingdom of light is living in the kingdom of darkness. I heard uh, an amazing talk uh, not too long ago uh, by an, a man called uh, Simon Gibo called Wake Up Now to the Satanic Lullaby in which in his words he explores some of the deathly and insidious lies we are steadily being drip-fed in the western world and how the gods of comfort and consumerism are ruling if you want to be challenged and have your eyes opened to the oppression at work in the western world today uh, I encourage you to look that up and have a listen. We are surrounded by people oppressed by darkness. We need our eyes opening to see it and our hearts broken for them again. Isaiah 61 talks about proclaiming good news. We literally have the key to setting people free from oppression. Let's proclaim it, shall we? Verse 7 then tells us to go on and feed the hungry and clothe the naked we know that we want to prioritise helping those in need. We can't read either of these passages from Isaiah or in fact the entirety of the Bible without seeing God's heart for the poor and vulnerable. Now, I don't know exactly how we're going to do this yet, but we believe that this must be a central part of who we are and how we spend our time and our energy. Isaiah 61 talks about binding and comforting Our evangelism looks like action as well as words. So when we come to pray later and over the coming weeks, let's be asking the question, how can we help the poor? What can I do to meet the needs of the most vulnerable around me? This is God's desire, so I have no doubt that if we come to him and we humbly ask, he will direct our steps. Verses 8 to 11 of Isaiah 58 are full of these conditional clauses. He says, if you do this, then God will do that. Because God doesn't just like save us and then say, right, off you go then chaps, bring in my kingdom, please. He promises that he'll give us all that we need. We get to work with Jesus in bringing in his kingdom of light. And in doing so, we get blessed. We see here some of the things God promises us. Healing. Righteousness, protection, satisfaction, strength, life. For me personally, verses 10 and 11 have been something of a mantra lately when I've been up at two o'clock in the morning feeding a baby. If I pour myself out for the hungry, He will make my bones strong. <laughs> God promises to sustain us and give us everything that we need. And finally, then, in verse 12, we see uh, this parallels, verse 4 of Isaiah 61. He says, your ancient ruins shall be rebuilt. You shall raise up the foundations of many generations. You shall be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of streets to dwell in. Living here in Coventry, I can't help but identify with these verses. We are famously the city that was ruined. And we're still living in the shadow of that destruction. But we get to be part of the restoration. Anybody else fancy raising up the foundations of many generations? Yes. Thank you. Restoring the world is God's ultimate plan. Because bringing his kingdom isn't just about saving individuals, but about transforming society and restoring creation. We don't just proclaim the new kingdom, we live out its values by the choices that we make. We don't have time to explore this fully, of course, but again, let's be asking ourselves, how can I get involved in the restoration project? Once upon a time, there were two kingdoms. This is our story. Who are we? We're a people set free who are living in a kingdom of light. What do we want to do? We want to bring that kingdom and all the blessings that it entails to the people around us here in Stoke. Like I said, I don't know exactly what that's going to look like yet, but I want to know. And importantly, I want to start this site with my heart in the right place, asking God to guide us. Ultimately, why we're here and how we're going to do any of this comes back again to Isaiah 61, verse 1 by the Spirit of the Sovereign Lord being upon us. So we're going to take some time uh, to receive the Holy Spirit again this morning and to listen to God, asking him to guide us. Uh, Simon and Tim, I wonder if you'd come back up whilst I finish. Paul and I started this morning by saying, isn't it great that we're here? But why? Why is it great? Is it great because we got to walk here this morning uh, or because the donuts are back or because there's slightly less children for us to look after in the kids' work? Or is it great because we get to join in with a new thing that God is doing to bring in his kingdom? To recommit ourselves to these responsibilities laid out in Isaiah 58, to proclaim freedom to those that we love, to our friends and to our neighbours and to be a blessing to the poor. The reality is, as we see in Isaiah 58, this is costly. Pouring yourself out is hard. But look at what God promises us. I don't know about you, but I will take being poured out in exchange for continual guidance and satisfaction from Jesus. Like uh, Andy McCulloch said when he preached to us a few weeks back, I'd rather be in the boat in the middle of the storm with Jesus than standing on the shore, watching him leave. Let's respond.